You are listening to Cape Shit, a podcast taking a chronological and often spoiler-heavy look into the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, one film at a time. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. Meet the sulky, over-bumpy, kinda hunky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. It's too bad they didn't actually do the Submariner in the MCU. That way the entire song would work. I feel like he's going to be coming at some point. He's got to be coming at some point. Sometime around 2034, I'm sure. Mm. So welcome to Cape Shit, episode uh, whatever number this is. I don't even know. Um, Today we're going to be talking about uh, Avengers 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, Age of Ultron. Uh, Not going to have it. One time we're going to make this joke. And um, (laughs) yeah, this is the podcast in which we talk about the uh, movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I am Daniel. Uh, I am joined by my regular co-host, Lee. Say hi, Lee. Hello. And as is our want, we are joined by Greg. Say hi, Greg. Hello, Greg. And if this podcast goes well, I'm going to hold your own. Fair. fair. And, uh, and Carrie. Yeah. Greg, he had to go there. Had to, had to go there. Had, had to make it like that. Cheers. Thanks for having me. I wanted to steal a quote for anyone else. Did. Oh, it was good. I got it. That's, I was trying to go on from that, but I failed. Just just so you know there, guys, be on your best behavior because uh, <laughs> we're actually live. I forgot to make this private, so we got people watching now. <laughs> this is the oh, Patreon nice. exclusive. If you, if you actually pay into the non-existent Patreon, this is what content you get. And then my, the, now my dog just happens to start barking in the Also, the my best behavior so is that pretty bad. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, so welcome. Uh, this is, uh, as is our want, we'll uh, start off talking about this was uh, released originally on May 1st, 2015, at least uh, wide on the U.S. It uh, made about $459 million domestic and uh, something like $1.4 billion worldwide. So it was a moderate success. Yeah. Top five movies just to put us back in this headspace in May 2015. Uh, the weekend this was released, number one was Avengers Age of Ultron. Number two was The Age of Adeline, which I don't think anybody fucking remembers at this point, but what was is a that? movie about a. It was a movie about a uh, kind of a romantic sci fi dramedy or drama about a woman who in the early 20th century becomes immortal and then in the late 20th century, early 21st century, uh, meets a man. And uh, it's it's uh, I remember seeing ads for it, and I have no memory of it other than that. But it made two million dollars this weekend in comparison to the eighty-four million dollars that Avengers: Age of Ultron made. Uh, number three was Furious Seven. Uh, four was Paul oh, yeah. Blart Mall Cop Two, oh. um, and number five was the uh, live-action remake of Cinderella. So yeah, Jesus. I saw the first Paul Blart Mall Cop. I can't believe they made a sequel to that. Yeah, I didn't even know they made a sequel. 
Yeah, n- nobody did. That's why they released it at the same weekend they did Avengers to Age of Ultron. So. Yeah, yeah, man, everybody, everyone put out their fucking stinkers against Age of Ultron mm-hmm. that week. That, yeah. that, that's kind of that's kind of how they do a lot of these uh, Marvel films. It is it is kind of amusing to me when I when I kind of look at these as like, oh yeah, like what else came out that weekend? What else was what was it competing against? It is like a whole bunch of bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. Way down the line, uh, Get Hard was still in theaters. Ex Machina was number eight. Uh, American Sniper was number sixteen. Kingsman: The Secret Service was number seventeen. So you know, again, there's there's not there's not much else going on in, in theaters at this point. So uh, I'll just I'll just start here. Uh, this was the one Marvel movie that I have not seen at the time that we started recording this podcast. I have seen this one time. I watched it for the first time last night, and so uh, we'll just uh, move on to uh, let's start with Greg. When was the first time you saw this, and what uh, what's your kind of experience with this movie? My kind of experience with this movie, so let's see. I saw it, basically you can just play my recording for every single one. I didn't see it in theaters, and then I probably saw it pirated sometime around. It became available on DVD, or maybe I saw uh, one of those theater cam versions. I don't quite remember, but I acquired it through less than legal means and saw it then. And my opinions of the movie are... I was not the biggest fan the first time I've seen it, but since I've seen the whole Marvel Universe over again and watched it a few times now for this podcast and just my own enjoyment, uh, this movie has grown on me to the point where I actually really, really like this movie. And I'm going to throw this right out there so you can ban me from the podcast if you want. This is better than the first Avengers by, not by a small amount, a wide margin. So feel free to ban me for that, but that's where I'm going with I don't have the ability to do so. We'll move on from there. Uh, Red, what's your uh, when did you first see this, and uh, what's your uh, general thoughts? Um, I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theaters. Would have been a couple weeks after it came out because I hate full theaters. I would like to wait till theaters got empty, and um, I liked it. I would say when I first saw it, I didn't like it as much as the first Avengers. Like, just there's a few things in this movie that they screwed with, as far as like I'm a bit of a comic book nerd, and some things they changed in this were kind of a big deal like uh getting right into some spoiler stuff Ultron not being made by hank pym like he was in the comics was a really mm. and a few other things they changed but aside from that the overall story mm. of, even though it doesn't it's not really needed like it, it kind of has a bit of the infinity stone stuff to it but then so does guardians of the galaxy that we just did so it's like it's good but it's not amazing i don't know it's 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 i'm not sure where i'd put it Probably be my lower half of favorite Marvel movies, probably, but it's it's good. They're all good, so yeah, that's the thing I said. <laughs> sure, Lee. Same question to you. I think this was a DVD rental first time. I know I did rent it on DVD at least one of the two or three times I watched it. Pretty sure it was a DVD. I think this is probably the worst of the Marvel films so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like it all that much. Uh, this rewatch just kind of uh, cemented that opinion a bit more. We'll, we'll get into the details, of course, but I think this movie is just a colossal waste of time, and it spins its fucking wheels throughout the entire two and a half hours. That <laughs> it didn't need to be two and a half hours. Well, we'll get there, but uh, there, there are things I like about it. Don't don't get me wrong; I don't hate the movie, but I think it is probably the weakest of of the MCU, honestly. Yeah, that's a that's a bold thought. I I do I do kind of have this. Uh, I was kind of looking at the list, and I realized that like there was a period of about um you know I had some personal life issues around this time, and I just wasn't seeing these movies. Like I was 
both having personal life issues and very tired of the Marvel like universe around this time. And so there, the next like few of these I did not see theatrically, whereas most of these I actually have seen theatrically. But like the next up until I think the next one I saw theatrically was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look at the list um, more detail again. But uh, Greg, you really like this one. You seem to be the uh, the sort of odd man out here. Um, ironically, I probably am the. It sounds like I might be second in terms of how much I enjoy this film, and I am not. This is not my favorite of these films in the slightest. But uh, uh, sell us, sell, give us your pitch. What's your? Why do you like this? What's the? Okay, well, again, I'll tell you. I like this movie because where it fits into the universe, it kind of fits in. It's kind of a movie that it's a it's a bit of a bridge movie for sure. Not any conclusions here, but you know, you got towards the end, it's taking you into uh, into Thor Ragnarok. It's taking you into the next Captain America movie. Ultimately, the storyline is introducing new characters that are ultimately going to lead to the whole. Infinity War storyline. To me, it's really interesting. The reason I like it more than Avengers, and I know everyone's a big fan of Avengers, I'm less so than you guys. My problem with Avengers has always been there's no good villain in it, and it's a paint-by-number superhero movie that just happened to be more epic at the time than most because it had more characters in it. This is actually, more, to me, a more interesting story. It's not just an, you know paint-by-numbers. It's actually like some stuff to it. It's like, hey, Hulk gets mind-controlled, and now he, like, let's be honest, he killed people. They don't show it on screen, but let's be honest, he killed people. And he's actually really upset about it. There's consequences to his actions, and he actually ends up going to space. I don't know if that was the best solution to it, but but he did. So I really found find it to be a really interesting movie. Um, like I said, the first time I saw it, I didn't like it all that much, because quite frankly, Ultron is not a great villain. But at least he's a villain. I mean, at least they, the movie has a villain, so I, I give it that. He's not a great villain. I think on, when you watch this movie on its own, it's less interesting than when you kind of take it into the context of, hey, you know what? This leads to this. This leads to this. This is kind of cool. It's almost like they had the whole movie series planned out, which <laughs> they may have done that. So I, I think this movie is unfairly shit on. Uh, I don't want to say it's among the worst of the Marvel movies. I don't know. I mean... Or the dark world. It's it's around. fairly it's fairly overstuffed in my opinion. It's got a whole. I like. I agree. It's got a lot of there, stuff in there, it. There is a lot. And to it. And I would actually. I would actually disagree with you about. I think Ultron is one of the better villains. Certainly at this time in the uh, in the in these movies, I think he's. I mean, James Spader gives it his all. I mean, I, I love this sort of like the disconnect between James Spader's slightly like disconnected performance. And the uh, you know the sort of like the the sort of the awe inspiring nature of what Ultron is supposed to be, I sort of like that 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 disconnect. It's something that they're going to kind of lean into a little bit more with some of the later villains. Um, I but I mean, it does have the it does have the everything in the kitchen sink kind of shoved into this kind of feel for me. So one last thing I'll say before I shut up and let other people talk, um, and this is going to be on the upper, other end of the spectrum. The CG in this, holy fuck, is it bad? Like, most of the Marvel movies use it sparingly enough that it's like, okay, it's believable, it's bad. That's the one thing I can say about this movie, especially the opening scene. It is awful. Even by I thought the- overall it was pretty good. Like, there was a couple scenes that were not great, but overall, like, the amount of money they spent on it. It looks like a cartoon, and that's, that, that's my biggest flaw in this movie is that the, the scene, it gets better towards the end. The opening scene is awful, though, with the CG. Going back to Daniel, what you're saying about Ultron, the thing I loved most about him was how mentally unstable he was as like a, he's a robot you think he's like going to be cold Catholic, but because he's got like tony stark kind of in him as well he's all right. like, uh 
what's his name? Andy Circus, whatever, that played Golem, that plays uh, Ulysses Claw in this movie. Yeah. Best um, thing about this movie. Ultron just oh, yeah. up and cuts his arm off out of nowhere. Like, and mm. he's he's a character I really wish got more time in the MCU because Claw, in like some of the cartoons and stuff, Claw's a badass man. It's pretty cool, and Andy Circus is actually well, a actor. No, he's a, he's amazing. I mean, Andy Serkis is obviously an amazing actor. I think we can all get behind that. I mean, I think Claw is a great villain. Um, and we'll talk a lot more about him when we get to Black Panther, I think, where he has a lot more to do. And it's a you know, there, there's a more of a context. And again, this was, you know, I saw, I saw that long before I saw this. So this was like, oh, right. I knew he was in this because I mm-hmm. kind of looked it up and gone, oh, right. But I expected him to be more in this. And I think that that's my, that's kind of my big thing. It has kind of like big Iron Man 2 vibes. And if you remember our discussion of that one, like Iron Man 2 is definitely the one where they're like, oh, we need to start making a franchise here. So we're going to stick. Like, there's the father drama. There's the, we're going to make an element. We're going to do Tony Stark. We're going to do all this stuff. We're going to build in the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. And here you've got, okay, so we've got to introduce uh, Scarlet Witch. We've got to introduce Quicksilver. We've got to introduce Cloud. We've got to introduce Ultron. We've got to uh, introduce Vision in the last half hour. Uh, you know, we've got to do all that kind of stuff. We've also got to talk about the, we've got to build all these relationships. We're going to give you a party and we're going to throw in a love story that makes no sense <clears> with <throat> any other kind of context for no, you know, we're just going to add that in. Um, never followed up on any future movie. They drop well, there's it. one, there's, they, they drop it completely. Except like there's one moment they where have a look in, in, like, uh, in uh, infinity war in infinity yeah. war. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So, yeah, and that's and it never it, like there was that there's that great scene in Avenger in the first Avengers movie where uh, Scarlett Johansson is like trying to recruit the Hulk, and they have that great like co- really heartfelt conversation about what it would mean for the Hulk to like join the team and how she's recruiting him, and then it turns out like we got to like stand down the SWAT team, like it's a great moment, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's trying to build on that. But ultimately, because it's never, it's not really built up on, and it's not really, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just kind of left here standing. And I think I actually love Scarlett Johansson. I think she's a fine actress. I think she's really left left to dry in this, and in particular in the sequence where uh, there's that kind of like there's a shower sequence of like, oh, mm-hmm. you could have joined me, and it's like, what the fuck is this? And I think it's also like Joss Whedon. Um, I'm not a big fan of his writing, so um, it's so it's it's just I'm, like. <laughs> Did it's we miss the, our uh, chance? What are you this, talking about? What chance? This, like, this, yeah. This, and then this, Iron Man mentions her, uh, him giving her the zucchini. This fucking movie, right. man. I, it it would have been. It would have been like if they had just like had them together, like and not yeah. done the sort of like we're thirteen years old and pretending to be, you know, like it. Very, it's a very juvenile kind of relationship. Ultimately. Are they going to play like, spin the bottle down. next? Like what the fuck? Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's like no, just have them in a relationship and then like he's trying to get her to leave and then uh she she decides not to because she decides yeah no we actually have things to do and then he leaves because of that that could be you could do that and not have the like super awkward like pretending like we're teenagers if they had actually fucked (laughs) there would be a lot more emotional (laughs) weight behind them fucking splitting apart than yeah no it's so dumb um yeah. So I mean, okay. Go so ahead, this, Lee. Go ahead, Lee. this movie is a we're skipping Carrie, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. This, this this sorry, Carrie. This movie, I, I got to get this. I'm so fed up with this fucking man. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> so this movie, it like Greg said, it is a sort of a transition movie. It's it's like here's where we sort of set up the next big stage of films and stuff like that. You know, this that's kind of what the Avengers films do. They sort of like, you know, they they hit the big story points, or whatever. 
So they're doing that, and there's some good stuff here. There's some interesting stuff, but then it just goes back to fucking Tony Stark creates the bad guy. The team splinters from internal pressure and tension. Oh, and we get a villain again that gets beaten in one film. All the same bullshit that I just, I don't, I'm, I'm over. I don't give a fuck. The battle scenes are CGI, just horror shows that don't work for me. And I think it's frustrating because this film, it does touch. It gets very close to touching on like the folly of like American exceptionalism and the irony that these like godlike beings can't really control the damage they cause or secure the borders they sort of artificially create by protecting the world. And Stark, especially, is kind of like the microcosm of this, like, he gets very authoritarian in his plans, and the movie seems kind of okay with that, and the series later on really gets okay with that. And as, <laughs> yes. as, as an ex- response to all these external threats, what does he do? He creates more enemies. He creates more enemies and more problems for the fucking Avengers, and the movie just sort of buries that idea and shifts away because they want to do their version of Batman versus Superman down the road with Captain America and Iron Man, right? I I, I, have, I have so many thoughts about this, but I, I think we should move on and let, let Carrie yeah. uh, have, have his have his sort of initial thoughts on this as well. So uh, Carrie, what are your what are your what are your thoughts? Again, overall I like it. Like some of the scenes are really, really, really good and really memorable. Like the whole uh them all having the little party and seeing who can lift Thor's hammer. Uh, Captain America moves it just that little bit and you see the look on Thor's face like what the fuck or like vision vision the way he's creating everything again was really not the way it was done in the comics but like once he does come to be really really badass character I really like him a lot like again the hammer thing just let's go to it and he's just holding Thor's hammer just the look on everyone's faces like a couple scenes like that stuck out and then just bad though as well like Ultron doesn't look right to me at all like the way his mouth moves and stuff, like he's any iteration of him you've ever seen, he doesn't have a moving mouth. It, I understand it would have been kind of weird in the context. It's very flesh like, right? It's like yeah. very T one thousand liquid metal. It feels, really? it feels like drawn on or something, like this, yeah. Like, yeah. like a you know, like a and Cartoon then, like, Network like, show or something. Overall, the CG didn't get to me that much, but like a couple scenes, like in the beginning, like Greg was saying, like the whole Hulk thing, like yeah, the Hulk killed people in the very beginning scene. When Cap first comes in riding the motorcycle, he grabs a guy, and I'm pretty sure he got him by like the leg, and he throws this guy at like two or three other guys, and like just a lot of straight up murder happened in this. Oh no, they they kill half of Hydra's forces in the the first scene, (laughs) and then uh, like uh, the scene where um, Hulk and Scarlett Johansson they're gonna run away, then she pushes him away off the thing, and I want the. And then they come back and they're like jumping up the rocks to get to the city. There's no way in hell she held on to that for that ride. Like zero way in hell she held on for that ride. And then my last big gripe, when the shield helicarrier shows up and they're they're evacuating the people, Maria Hill makes the comment, they're at 18,000 feet and climbing. How is anybody in that city still breathing fine and not just starting to die and pass out like that, that like they're above the clouds when you see it going like there's that's why airplanes are air, airplanes are pressurized and you need supplemental oxygen when you climb mountains like you can't you can't just do that but it's 
you know, the, the, the actual reality is that everyone died and the Avengers failed. Like if that actually happened, you know, like my, my favorite, my favorite bit of like bullshit uh, science in this is that they turn the, they turn the whole thing upside down and it's flying down and then like, Oh no, we're going to explode it in midair. And therefore it's not going to have the same kinetic energy that it already had. Like once it's already there, you're done. You're done. It's it's now going to exert that kinetic energy on the ground regardless of yeah, but whether if, it's in one if, piece or a million pieces. It doesn't if, matter. If it's a million pieces and they're all really small, they're not going to have the same world. Each individual effect. piece has the same velocity and the same mass as mm-hmm. it had when it was one big piece. It literally doesn't matter. It, it wouldn't, have the, same, matter wouldn't have the same the mass. kinetic energy calculation. Really? It has the same mass. The 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 total mass of the pieces of the city is the same as it was otherwise. You didn't like vaporize it. You didn't spread it over a large area. And even if you spread it over yeah. a large area, once it's once it's at that speed, like that's how like that's how that physics works. It's just you know sort of you know. So like they already lost. Uh, yeah, Earth they're still destroyed. fucked. The human race is, is done. You know, they're still so fucked. And I mean. And, and yeah, it looks like we lost Greg. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he gets yeah, tired of us. He's got the uh, he's got the link. Movie. So um, his, his iPad or something probably screwed up. It happens. Yeah, but uh, yeah, going with what you're saying there, uh, Carrie, with how Ultron doesn't look right, he doesn't even like. I do. This was the period when I was still reading comics back in the day. I, I did have a couple um, issues of the Avengers because I actually kind of dug Ultron. I thought he was a cool idea for a villain because he sort of made sense as. Like we we always talk about how you know villains kind of just end up dying in in these movies and they only get one shot at it and that's actually kind of realistic because you're up against a team of gods they're they're gonna beat you and you're done right kind of thing. Ultron in the comics he always had the he always had the nice little uh, the gimmick of I can always just put my brain in another robot somewhere or another computer. He's basically that, uh, Marvel's Brainiac. Kind of, yeah. So that works, and like that just feels like that's something they should have done and brought him back because he is interesting. James Spader is good in the role. Yeah, and like, they, I'd, I'd rather see him back in some form than I than I would them just like moving on to like Thanos or whatever the fuck next time, you know. And they, they, much they, more they, they could have yeah. at least left it open. Sorry, uh, mm-hmm. I just saw like the, the way that like when they first when a vision and him kind of first meet and he grabs him and he like locks him out of the internet or whatever the hell he does. And it's like they, they stray and then like the last one gets killed by vision and they, they make it pretty definitive that Ultron's gone where they could have left it kind of open. Like why not? Cause Ultron mm-hmm. is a really, I want, I want to see, I want to see a flying toaster at the end of the film. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? and that's Ultron, you know, uh, you know, he's coming back. He's coming back in 10 years. You're going to see Ultron again. A little mechanical, like uh, what was it, thing from the Adams family? Kind of just one hand that survived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, one of the things that I uh, did uh, like about the film is the uh, the Clint sequences. Um, the you know getting to see Hawkeye in his uh, in his uh, home life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda Cardellini is 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 quite good here. Um, you know, obviously, we get to see more of that in some of the later Avenger movies. Um, uh, but but I thought it was I thought it was well handled here, and I thought that like again, it feels like something that like Joss Whedon is just sort of making his own little thing here that's never going to get kind of referenced again because yeah. suddenly like Clint becomes like the moral center of the Avengers, and the fact that he has like 
a life and a family and the fact that he doesn't have powers. And I think he and um, he and Natalie sort of have like a couple of nice moments of sort of like, well, yeah, we're, we, what are we supposed to be doing here? You know, like how, See, how do you, what, what do I have to do next to like fucking Captain America yeah. over there? Who's like clearly the weakest of the Avengers, but he could like literally rip me in half if he chose to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is a Scarlet Witch was really good at the end. Sorry. Oh no no she's she's great yeah no um, the scene with them and, together where he where he references like and I've got a bow and arrow like he actually says like yeah yeah no no yeah it's Sorry. no it's it's a great no it's a great sequence and it's a great moment and I'm just kind of like yeah actually now I want to see the the Clint and Natalie like kind of like almost like a Rosencrantz and Gilderstein kind of movie in the Avengers universe where, you know, it's like just watching them wander through the sequences where like, you know, the Hulk is like throwing rocks at people and stuff. And they're like trying to like catch up and everything. I really want to see like what it's like to be sort of a human being trying to compete with these other characters and like what it is to kind of be in that situation. And whatever, like the, the, this movie is kind of vaguely interested in that for about 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then it kind of moves on. And again, and it's again one of those like there's just a lot going on here it's got a lot of different things that it's trying to juggle and some of it really works i do think that like i agree with you about that scene it really does feel like like, this is what it is to be an avenger this is what it is to like we make the choice to do this and to put ourselves in this danger because like nobody else is out there to do that and that feels very accurate to me in 2020 right Uh, but at the same time it's uh it, it's kind of just left there. It doesn't it, nothing, nothing. It really kind of comes of it, except like yeah. you get a little bit of like the Sokovia Accords in Civil War, etc. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know. I have. I have complicated. Like again, there's good stuff, but there's so, so much stuff in it, and so much stuff that isn't very good that I start to just kind of go like, well, what what the fuck are we doing here? You know? One thing that was really good, like I really yeah. enjoyed it, was the during the party, and War Machine's there, and. <sighs> He's like he's a superhero, but like you know, he's not part of the team. Whatever, he's just kind of with the uh, the military and all. And <laughs> tell us the story, and they're all just like, right. oh, is, is, "Is that it?" He's like, oh, "Oh, good job." Then he tells the story again to like the normal people, and they're like, "Yeah," and just the look on his face, like, "Damn right, yeah." Yeah, no, he's he's the cleanup guy, right? Like yeah. he like he, he's the guy who shows up and helps after the Avengers wreck the fucking city. Like that the fucking fight between the Hulkbuster and the Hulk. How many fucking? Many building like I was thinking it when I was watching it the first the very first time I can remember back is like what does this cost Tony Stark because he's obviously paying for all this shit right and then they actually do the joke right where it's like that building there that's not finished yet I could pay for that right I could buy that <laughs> how 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 fast can I buy that building that I mean it, I really, it is a good line it is a good I really line. liked how that whole thing was done with like the uh, Veronica that they called it for the Hulkbuster armor and like. Mm-hmm. He's got the spare yeah. part hovering in the thing above him. Like, give me a hand, and it blows the arm off and gets a new arm. Yeah, it's just launching, like fixing, that, like that. That was that was really cool. I like that a lot. I did like the uh, the 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 punch hand that the key- <laughs> <laughs> and then he and he, he, finally, he finally manages to knock a tooth out, and he just pisses the Hulk off. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so- <laughs> yeah. 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 I love how he picks up the Hulk, and he's like, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Greg. No, I was just wondering a thing. I wonder about that. Does Bruce Banner, like when he wakes up as Bruce Banner, is he like, what the fuck? Is my tooth missing? Or does it grow no, back? I think yeah. the Hulk's like regenerative powers kind of like, you know, it, superhero magic regeneration powers. In the, in the Avengers, they had the comment where he put a bullet in his mouth and the big guy spit it out. Yeah, there's some kind of shit going on. I'm, sure, I'm not sure how you'd regenerate a tooth. You're not a shark, but sure, why not? 
<laughs> that is clearly the most uh, the most unscientific thing. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've honestly got nothing more to say about this film. Too fucking long. I, I think there's too much going on. I think it spins its wheels on old plot points and old tropes that don't need to happen anymore in the MCU. And like for all the nice little good things that are in it, they just don't amount to enough for me to be like, yeah, I like this movie. I'm just like, I really don't like this movie. I mean, I would argue most Marvel movies are probably too long. Like, I, I don't know. Are there any that are less than two hours? I haven't bothered to research this, but most of them are all roughly well over two. Most of them seem to be well over two hours. And some of them that we're going to get to in the future discussed to me are way too long. So, I mean, to this one, this one to me didn't overstay its welcome too much. I, I do think it was too long, but I would probably, I think most movies should be an hour and a half. And I think more than that, you're kind of too bloated. Uh, with, think, with a few exceptions. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think this is the worst offender when it comes to the MCU, but, yeah, they, they could have shortened it down a little bit. Well, I mean, no, there's – I mean, it, it's not so much the runtime. It's what, what they did with it, right? Like, I'm, I'm all for, like, you know, three-hour fucking Endgame because there's a lot of great stuff in Endgame that makes the movie overall good, but – here it's like two and a half hours, and there's so much to slog through that I just don't give a shit about. And I'm just like, my God, get on with it! Like our our Hulk and fucking Black Widow, are they gonna fuck? No, and I gotta wait like a half hour to figure it out. And is is Ultron gonna do anything? No, he's just gonna like hang out and say shit. And oh, here's some other stuff happening. Oh, they're at Clint's farm now, and. Oh, Thor's got to leave because he's stupid. And (laughs) it's just like, there's so much stuff here. It's like, we got to give everybody something to do. And it's like, uh, what do do we think about the dream sequences? The, uh, you know, where, where everybody gets there, you know, the Scarlet Witch kind of comes by and does the little woo -woo dance and, and fucks everybody's head. Suddenly they, they have visions I didn't like that. Like they, 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 the, the whole Thor thing where he had to then go back to the dream pool, whatever the hell thing that was, and it's Ragnarok, Ragnarok, whatever, and it made him come back, and he suddenly, he suddenly appears out of nowhere to fucking make Vision come to life with his hammer out of nowhere. Like, just so much well, weird. Didn't, movie. didn't the dream sequence somehow point towards Ragnarok loosely? Mm-hmm. Or not, or, yeah. Again, I didn't bother to research this, but I'm like, all right, like, kind of. Yeah, we'll but what are what are Scarlet Witch's powers? Because the, even the movie, like, just kind of Scarlet Witch is one of the most OP characters in the goddamn Marvel universe. Like, it help, seems like oh, she I, can literally do anything. The house, the, the house of M arc that happened years ago was because she, I think, said or had a thought like, "No more mutants," and they were just all like, she. She she has like the powers of the reality infinity stone like in her she can just make reality whatever she wants it to be but in this it does it's not really defined at all like she's got like this weird telekinetic power she can shoot energy things she can fuck with your mind like it doesn't really I feel I feel like they kind of treat her as like she's got like telekinetic powers and like telepathic powers here. Kind of like Whereas, a gene like, kind of like later on they sort of treat her as more like oh she has like these like energy like she has, she's more in control of it, but it's more like, oh, I can lift heavy things and throw them around. Like Scarlet Witch is an interesting character, not least because she's been a victim of Stark. Like, she's and she's kind of come over to the team of the Avengers, and like she has like a again a legitimate 
grievance with Tony Stark and instead like we got to listen to Captain America do his Boy Scout speech and I mm. fucking hate the way Joss Whedon white writes Chris Evans as Captain America like the whole like Captain America s- that says you know you shouldn't swear and let's reference that 25 times because that's <laughs> definitely interesting you know this is a callback that is working every single time um, I don't know I, I, I found it I found it chuckle worthy so what can I say? Uh, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot if of. If it works for you, it works for me. me. Yeah. yeah, for me, yeah. I was just like, I'm so over it. Like I, and I, yeah, I think it really is a writing issue. Like it really is a Josh Whedon writing issue most of the time because the actors are doing fine. Like they're doing their best with the material, and it's just you know, who wrote the second Spider-Man movie? Fuck. Oh god, god. there were a bunch just, of people. Not, that just because I'm just like this. This movie, just like so many other ones, has the stupid, incredibly weird cliche that. They're on a train and full of people that are going to different locations. But, hey, there's the end of the line all of a sudden out of nowhere. And then the train goes over that. And Quicksilver, kind of forgettable as far as, like, this this Quicksilver compared to mm-hmm. the, the X-Men yeah. movies at kind of the same time. Uh, died like a bitch. I'll say that, too. Like, he was fast enough to save Clint and the kid. Yeah, but they just, it, they just decided. They just decided that we don't need you anymore. We need. But, we need a moment of pathos. Yeah, we need a that, moment of pathos here at somebody, the end. Somebody. Well, they said like when they went off. One of us. Well, somebody's. Somebody's not making it back. And it's like, well, we can't be any of the real adventures because they still got more movies to make. It's gonna be this new guy. But then the whole train thing, like it goes off the end of the tracks, and it just has perpetual momentum or something. Like it. It just fucking keeps going. It's not even slowing <laughs> down. Until they're like. Until Scarlet Witch is like using her powers to magically put the brakes on or some shit, and it's weird. Well, yeah. and in Spider Man Two and Raimi's Spider Man Two, you know when uh, Tobey Maguire has to like save the train, it's a legitimate challenge for him, and it's like the whole point is like this is a much bigger challenge than he's used to. I love like, that he has to. Not only that, but like once he does do it, I mean it's a really like cringy scene to watch because it's just like shots of Tobey Maguire gurning. And that's like kind of like super mm-hmm. awkward, but at the same time, like he wears himself out, and then he's like protected by the, uh, by the yeah. people on the train, and they like recognize him as like, you know, as one of them, and and like there's a, it's used I, as a character moment, right? I they do the, they do the. Really. I, I always thought that was like it was he did a good job of showing like I'm fucking giving it my all. Like I guess kind of funny, mm-hmm. but well, I, they do I the like, they do the same. Really. They did the same thing in the first uh, MCU Spider-Man movie, where where uh, you know he's he's fighting the Vulture or whatever, and the Vulture like cuts he's that over. fucking he's ship over. in half or wherever the fuck, right? And oh, no, okay, gonna... mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's the first and, Spider-Man. And Tony Stark saves him because why not? I was confused. I was confused mm. for a second. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah to, to, like in that one, he's 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 about to fail. Like he's got to try to hold that ship together, and Tony Stark has to bail his ass out because he's too young and inexperienced. It's like just over his head. Speaking speaking point. of inaccurate science in movies, <clears throat> the fact that the boat is in half, but no, we'll just put it back together and it'll stay floating even though it's in half. Yeah, if we want to call out that scientific thing in the MCU. Yeah. I feel like we're running down here and yeah. uh, we try to keep these to 30-40 minutes. So, end end uh, of... Uh, sorry. We can make this over two hours. Why not? No, so, fuck that, fuck that. Live commentary. I got other things to do. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm never watching this. If you want to record, if you want to record like some bonus bits at the end, then feel free. Well, uh, oh, you know, boy, no, so Greg, if you got if you got thoughts, if you got thoughts, please share them. I don't have any more further thoughts than really what I've said. I mean, I 
I like this movie, I think, more than most. Uh, I've warmed up to it the, with uh, further viewings. I will say, in terms of Scarlet Witch, I think she's one of my more one of my favorite characters in the MCU, even though she's not used all that much. I think she's pretty cool. I think she's like kind of overpowered, like Captain America. It's not Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel. But I find her more. I don't know. I just find. I guess maybe I like Elizabeth Olsen more than I like. She's a uh, she's a she's a really good actress. I really like her stuff. Yeah, maybe I just like her more than who's the other one? Bree something? Bree Larson? Bree Larson. Larson. She's she's really yeah. good too. Like, I don't I don't I don't love her. I, I thought she was good in Endgame, but I didn't quite like her in her own movie that all that much. And um, I don't know much more to say. I I, I guess I I like this movie more. I I think it's pretty solid. And I, I think you almost have to take the second and third Captain America movies and kind of slot this one in there and almost make it a trilogy, which you can do with so many movies in this MCU. But I almost feel that it does make a good trilogy where one leads to another to another. And uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed watching it again. I'll probably watch it again at some point when I'm going through the whole series again when, I don't know, whoever the next big villain is and you know, MCU movie number 25 or whatever it is. <laughs> Which is like two movies from now. Yeah, yeah. no, I guess it'll be like number thirty-five at this point, where we have another really big Thanos-like villain. I guess we got to get through COVID first, don't we? Yeah. Before we can yeah, film, well, we'll see if they hey, push well, back Black Widow again. You know, we're supposed to have a Black Widow movie by now. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have done it around this time. I think it would have been. I think that's kind of what they're kind of saying with all this like Black Widow like subplot is there was pressure to do like a Black Widow movie, but like for various misogynist reasons that didn't happen around this time. And so they just give her like a 20 minute subplot that doesn't make sense in the movie. Um, anyway, uh, Red, uh, final thoughts or anything else you got to say? Uh, my first car was kind of in this movie. It's pretty fun scene. The, uh, the, Volks, the, the red Volkswagen Cabriolet as the, ship, as the city's flying away that falls off the bridge with the lady inside that Thor then goes down and grabs her and in, in realistic terms, rips her goddamn arm off. He then throws her like at least a hundred feet up, to, like Captain America who catches her. Human bodies can't take that kind of pressure. So enjoyable movie overall. Like like great. I, it's not something I watch rewatch all the time. Like I might go back and rewatch like Civil War or the first Avengers or first Iron Man or something like that. Just the ones that kind of stick out to me. Occasionally, I'll go through the whole series, maybe once every few years, but. This one isn't there for me. It's 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 all right, but there's a, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of suspension of disbelief kind of that has to happen with this movie because it's it's kind of out there in terms of what it's asking you to believe and kind of accept. I'm never watching this again. <laughs> Fuck this fucking movie. I don't like it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the, the, the uh, I'm saying I've never watched it again. again. I'm doing it myself. The scene with like with Thanos finally says something. That was kind of cool. Yeah, first time he spoke. I didn't I've get only that seen far. it once, so I will probably, I will probably end up watching it again. You know, at some point, I've watched them all. You know, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm much more on the Lee end of things. Of like, this is, this is kind of, again, it goes there with Iron Man too. It's just kind of like, you know, there's just a lot here. I understand why there's a lot here, but it's just not, not a very like pleasant viewing experience. I just wish there was. I wish they had focused on like two elements instead of like 20 random Let's other see. tiny little at the end i think it's the first first marvel, first marvel movie that didn't have a after end credit scene i think like they were like they mm-hmm. were that they were that confident that like 
They're going to put the Avengers will return. You'll be happy with that. That that's all you need because you love the movie so much, and it's a Marvel movie, so you, you you obviously sat there through the whole credits waiting. It's just like open your mouth. We're going to shovel some more shit yeah. into your mouth here real yeah. soon, guys. They could have put. It, it, it upset me that they didn't put something at the end of that. Like the end game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure end game is the only other Marvel. Maybe Infinity War. I can't remember. Even end game had the like but, the hammer uh, bashing at the end. The hammer bashing at the end. Yeah, the, there was the sound of Iron Man being like creating his suit from the first Iron Man movie. I don't recall that actually. It's because it's a nothing scene. It's just it's a, I don't even know if it's a scene. It's like a oh. sound. It's kind of interesting. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out in two years when we do that episode. Yeah. Hey, I, I look forward to <laughs> yeah. we're going to rank all these. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward this, to this, it. This, 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 this is this is swirling down the drain of Iron Man two. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, this one's going to be relatively high for me. So yeah. which one is the next? I one think. I think the next one is Ant Man. Next one is Ant Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Good yeah. old so, Paul Halloween six. all right so uh that's gonna wrap us up for here uh greg tell us where we can find you on the internet uh you really can't find me the best way to find me is uh for we do beer anal 101 with our good friend maxwell star aka nick low aka whatever other weird name he goes by uh we do that every wednesday mr redbeard's often on it lee's sometimes on it daniel's never on it and we basically just look at a beer, we analyze it, and we give our opinions on it. And much like this podcast, sometimes our opinions can differ quite a bit. And that's where you can see me most. Uh, of to, to be, Go ahead. To be fair, I've never been invited, but, you know, that's the... Uh... No, well, I'm going to have a chat with Nick. Nick is a bit of a bigot, so we have to watch that. <laughs> uh, oh, that's weird. That's he doesn't, really like, Americans. He doesn't uh, like people with beards. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, good. nobody, nobody likes Americans. It's it's cool. We're good. Uh, uh, Red, where can yeah. we find you on the internet? I'm on YouTube. I'm Redbeard, spell beard B E R D because I like beer. I, I do very very amateurish beer reviews, and I uh, do some very 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 terrible gameplay videos. So come check me out and watch me get mad. It's a good time. He's actually blown up beer awesome. bottles before, so I'd say he at least puts a little bit of effort into his pyrotechnics. Yeah, it's fun. It's a firecracker. <laughs> Lee, where can we find you? All right, uh, yeah. If you want to find me, you want to find more of this stuff. You want to find all of our sort of other podcasts under our uh, ever growing. They must be destroyed on site umbrella, I guess. Uh, go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Podbean, awesome. And uh, I'm Daniel Harper. You can find me at Twitter uh, at Twitter at Daniel Lee Harper. And uh, you can find me. I do a podcast about Nazis and how terrible they are. I don't speak German. Lipson.com. Check it out. Yeah. And uh, until next time, when we are going to be doing uh, Ant Man, the first Ant Man, mm-hmm. um, we'll see you then. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. You have been listening to Cape Shit. For other episodes, please visit tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.